today hunter is game number 99 and Mm -hmm. uh right before we recorded we you were watching a nintendo direct and there was an announcement of a game that you sounded very excited for and you were mad that everyone in chat was not excited because chat on these nintendo directs is often very stupid uh yeah and i love this thing nintendo keeps doing which is these 99 games uh there's, there's been a couple of them but what's the new 99 game yeah, so just to announce, uh, just to announce a week late, um, F-099 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. If you are a member of the online Switch membership community, costs 5 to $10 per month, USD, you can play F-0, the Super Nintendo game, with 99 other uh, people. I almost said chaps. With 99 other chaps. Other chaps. I mean, I've never heard you more excited during a Nintendo Direct. Like, you were cackling with joy at the look of this game, so I... I it was I, very funny. It was very a funny-looking game. Uh, I, I think we need more... The, there was the Mario 99, and that one, like, was okay, kind of funny, uh, but also seemed uh, actually tangibly Mario, whereas F-Zero just seems like you're just crashing into cars way, way, way too much. <laughs> I like that bat- the Battle Royale thing yeah. is not even a trend anymore, <laughs> and Nintendo is still like, oh, so, so just capturing that trend, uh-huh. that, and it's like, I, I think that's kind of over. That was like 2017, <laughs> bud, like... It's been a while now. It's now 2023. Time right. is moving faster and faster <laughs> as we all get older. And the Battle Royale thing is played out, my man. man. But yeah, F-099, very funny. Um, and it was a hilarious uh, surprise. Also, I just think the F-0 music is really hilarious. So yeah. to suddenly hear F-0 music <laughs> and Nintendo describing chaos. this game. Yeah. And it's like, they're, it's a Nintendo Direct. So, of course, like, you know, they're like awkward the vibe is always so weird in the nintendo direct everything is so sanitized and right awkward corporate yeah vibe i don't like it and then they just start talking about f-zero and the f-zero music is just blasting in my headphones and i'm looking at 99 f-zero you know cars just on one track and it makes no it's really stupid right here's the thing just to here i'll make a point about f-zero 99 the reason that it makes me laugh so much is that Tetris 99, that's a game. That's a real game. And you can play Tetris and be good at Tetris. Mario 99, that, yes, it's chaotic, but but then I don't know how much you played that, but eventually it just becomes Mario with like a few Marios left. And it's really tight and and feels cool uh, and fun to play. F-099 <laughs> is nothing, yeah. y'all. Like, yeah. that's just that's just like a fun party idea. Uh-huh. That can't be a real game. I'll well, eat my hat if that's a real game. <laughs> my favorite thing is how much they've jumped the shark, which is like F-Zero, a game that did not actually have multiplayer. The whole reason we wanted to play on this show is like, I p- thought there was multiplayer to F-Zero, not, the original, yeah. and there's not. And they go from no multiplayer to not, well, let's do like four-player F-Zero. Nope, we'll jump straight to 99 all the way. Throw out everything else (laughs) yeah that is funny that there are two varieties of f-zero for the super nintendo a one player variant and a 100 player variant and there is zero in between yeah there's f-zero in between baby there's f1 and there's f99 and that's it yeah 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 um but yeah so great nintendo direct loved it 
It was excellent. There's a Princess Peach game finally. Uh-huh. Finally, Princess Peach is getting her own game. She had that um, one on DS, right? A DS? Game Boy? I don't know. She had, there was like a Super Princess Peach game, but this one's like a she punches folks now, right? I didn't watch it. You yeah. just kept saying, it's like a f- combat game. What's going on over here? Yeah, that's what I sound like. Uh, yeah, it is it is an action game uh, of sorts. Um, yeah, so there we go. There's a week old there, Nintendo Direct your catch for you up at on the beginning of this OGA. <laughs> that's a great... <laughs> Well, thank you. Our our producer is giving me a thumbs up, saying like, "Yes, that's what that's they, what they, they want." They really liked it. The, the, the hits they, we got the hits. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing the hits, they, and they like it. They like it. Everybody likes uh, like stale, old, left out <laughs> Nintendo Direct news. Like that's just been sitting that's- on the table. Literally, everyone has. You know what's funny? We we just joked around a little bit about F zero ninety nine, and it's fresh right now. I mean, for this me Nintendo you. Direct just dropped. Yeah, it, because this show doesn't come out for a week, everyone is going to have already joked around yeah. with it so much that everything we just said is worthless and pointless. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for next week to open with March's Sony State of Play. We'll just talk about the State of Play from March and be really hyped about that one. Okay, yeah, you're. <laughs> well, where it now has a time traveler aspect, <laughs> which I guess actually this show always had a time travel aspect. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I'm Matt Martins. This is the definitive ranking of every video game every week at a time. I'm joined by Hunter Donaldson. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are here to rank all the games, and we've almost done 100, which is a lot for us. So we're, we'll be stopping soon. We're so close. We're so close to done. And uh, f- for game number 99, basically what we've been doing is a is a... In, in theory, it was like a race to the top, right? These last few games were like, well, what are some Stone Cold classics we know we got to talk about? Or or especially, mm-hmm. too, like, a lot of these have been sequels to episodes, right? Mario World, right. obviously an amazing game, and a sequel to Mario 3 episode. Uh, uh, so, in keeping with that, we decided to do Shadow of the Colossus before we mm-hmm. finished our 100 games because uh, I've played Eco for the first time for this show and found out I really loved it a lot. Yeah. And I've never beaten Shadow of the Colossus. And Hunter, you uh, you knew we needed to bring what is categorically co- often referred to as one of the greatest video games of all time, or or perhaps it's at least true. most important. My theory was that because you had found this love for Eco, that Shadow of the Colossus would hit that much harder yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, and of course, I was mistaken. <laughs> but that was the theory. Was the I theory. had a working theory that if you played one game, it would inform another game. Uh-huh. But that's just not how it works, is it? That's I'm just unpredictable. Not the world we live in. You can't put me in a box, Hunter Donaldson. Never. Not 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 in not on God's green earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I like Shadow of the Colossus, but it, I've always had a thing where I just I bounce off of it a little bit. I'm glad I finally finished it because what has always happened to me in the past is I get five or six Colossus in. I have a lot of difficulty. I'm not very good at the game. And I stopped playing for one reason or another, and I never convinced myself to keep going. And this time, I, of course, you know, I have to finish it. But I'm also very, very glad I did because, uh, you know, the Colossi just keep getting better as the game yeah. goes on. So there is that aspect of it. Uh, but I don't want to start negative. I want to talk about this game, and I want to talk about 
this uh, studio and I want to talk about all the good things about this game because I do still think it's like a beautiful addition to the uh, great museum that is games that are art capital a art oh finally when this game comes out finally we have games that are art now right hunter it's for the first time games are art because of shadow of the colossus the only game that is art <laughs> is shadow of the colossus all the other games are toys uh, uh -huh. roger ebert said it himself uh <laughs> Because he said famously that games can't be art. I think he said like it is an argument. He was like, "Well, chess couldn't be art." And I'm like, "Why are you? Well, why couldn't chess be art?" Like I, I'm like confused because I'm like, he's like saying it like it's like, uh, "Well, for sure, chess is an art." And I'm like, "I don't." We all already agreed on this fact. I thought that chess. Why couldn't chess be art? Like I'm still like, wait, can you we reopen that one? Yeah, I guess there was a conversation I wasn't here for. Um. I mean, the pieces in chess is art. They're like pretty. The and the, and is like art, the whole, right? like, like black and white, and it's got like a whole aesthetic. I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, so he's like, chess can't be art, so video games can't be too, I guess. Well, great, which was a great argument. Also, he's a, he's dead now, but it doesn't matter. Um, but I just want to say for the record, he actually did recant his argument on his deathbed and because he said Shadow of the Colossus rules, bro. And then he gave a little hang loose thing. Uh -huh. That was like yeah. something he said. My That's favorite true. my favorite part of the Shadow of the Colossus Wikipedia page is how much it talks about the Adam Sandler movie Rain Over Me uh, because that this game comes up in that movie a lot and both Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler played a lot of Shadow of the Colossus and became experts on the game so that yeah. they could have a scene where they talked about the game in that movie. So I guess I have to go watch Rain Over Me now. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think that... This game was kind of interesting in that way of like, it was like sort of a big mainstream hit, but yeah. it's like a weird Japanese art uh, action game. Yeah. Uh, art action. That's a genre <laughs> now. Art action. What are some other games in the art action genre? Is uh, Last of Us an art action game? Not quite. I don't think so. No. I don't think that it's an art action game yeah. because Last of Us wants to be like prestige television. Like I would feel weird... Like, of course, I mean, everything's art. Don't let's not have yeah, a yeah, yeah, whether yeah. things but are we're art talking about where the art forward is the genre. Well, when, yeah. Yeah. When when you call something's genre art something, yeah. what art you're suggesting, right? The, an art house yeah. game, an art house action game is what you're describing. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't call like Game of Thrones is not art house. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah exactly. It's art. Of like course. they're making art. Yeah. But so if Game of Thrones is not art house, then neither is the last of us in yeah, my yeah, in my yeah. opinion it's true it's um, true i would say another art house action game is perhaps hyperlight drifter i'll throw that into the bucket right okay That's in, in the vibe a similar i think they have honestly shadow of the colossus and hyperlight drifter thematically lots a lot of similarities uh, in terms of the narrative overall there's an interesting thing about like pixel art mm -hmm. that i'm gonna and i'm gonna make a film comparison I think that Hyperlight Drifter is art house in the same way that like Battleship Potemkin yeah. is art house. Yeah. In that they're not. It's just that that's the old formalist style. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so old yeah. formalism yeah. in cinema yeah. later becomes art house right. just because it's old. Yeah. But I want to make a distinction between things that were made right. to as avant garde. Yeah. Uh, in the moment versus right. things that were made because it was like, well, this is just how we're just figuring this out, yeah, you know? Right. So I would disqualify a lot of pixel, a lot of pixel art stuff from being like 
art house right. games except for maybe like something back. like undertale yeah. undertale is like working on several different layers of yeah. that um but yeah. it's not an action game it's an, so it's an art know. house rpg right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. earthbound that's an art house game but is but that it, also you know, is of its time so i don't know i mean well i guess no i mean it's i, I think it it's a it's a kind of attitude right yeah, like i'm not sure. i i I feel like Shadow of the Colossus has that attitude mm-hmm. of wanting to be avant-garde, but also like wanting to be playable, yeah, right? Like right. It, it, it's not just an art house game for art house game's sake. It is yeah. an action game right. um, about you climbing. What I love about Shadow of the Colossus is that you can t- explain to someone the appeal in like two seconds. Right. Like there's these big things that are called Colossus and you climb yeah. them and you, you kill them. Well, and that's the whole game. That's, that's what the, the game whole is. game. You've got what, it now. What I find fascinating is it is it is so singular in that way too. Like there are, you know, when we talked about Solar Ash, we were like, oh, they're going for a little bit of a Shadow of the Colossus vibe in the bosses of this game. You jump on top of the bosses. But that yeah. never is like... No one has attempted Shadow of the Colossus again, which is to say no one has made a game or uh, no one has had a very, very popular game that I can think of that is that's the whole game again. Right. Like at at this point, it's like Shadow of the Colossus made us rethink some bosses and boss fight design. And then people are like, "Well, well, well, I'll incorporate that into my game that has a bunch of other components as well. But Shadow of the Colossus is like one of the only games I can think of where it's like, no, we just made that the whole thing and that's it and that's all we did for the whole game well i think you can't i mean you can't really make a game like that because of shadow of the colossus like yeah like and and there's so many wonderful things you can rip off from shadow of the colossus without taking that part yeah and just completely showing your ass you know like (laughs) when i play shadow of the colossus i feel a lot like i'm playing an uncharted game yeah you know like yeah yeah uh, uncharted is all the way in there you know and then by extension so is last of us yeah uh when i look at the aesthetics of shadow of the colossus the like how impressive it is Mm -hmm. when you're just like riding your horse towards a gigantic colossus yeah a lot of that majesty was folded into every Legend of Zelda game that came out after Shadow of the Colossus. Right. Like, literally all of them yeah. shot for some sort of awe-inspiring, here's me, I'm so yeah. little, there's that, right. it's so big right. moment. The Breath of you know? the Wild opening and trailer is literally just everything you do in Shadow of the Colossus. The, like, yeah. come up over the ridge and here's the vast, you know, landscape before you go there is is a whole vibe that basically shadow the colossus defined for video games it's like a it's like a 3d game where finally scale started Mm. to get played with in a really uh kinetic like touch it type way um and i just don't think we'd seen a lot of examples of that uh prior honestly i mean eco had some of that Uh uh-huh uh, but not, but it wasn't just laser focused on on only that. And I yeah. do feel like that's one of the things as games sort of grew into their prestige yeah. uh, era in the 2010s and late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it became very important to have your your little guy, yeah. you know, hang out within the big big world, right. and him to feel small and the obstacle to feel massive well yeah it's interactive scale right like there's there's games with like a cool beautiful backdrop way out there that you definitely can't touch or whatever and like eco it's Mm -hmm. like yeah this building is huge you're all you're still on your little linear puzzle path or whatever you're not you're not going to interact with everything but yeah the 
the difference is Shadow the Colossus presents you with a huge monster that you can't even fit on the screen at one time. You like look up at it and the game says, you got to climb that sucker. <laughs> like you got to yeah. get up on that. And God of War was like, oh shit, that's cool as hell. Like we'll make a whole oh, series sure, yeah. about that. God and of War like three did that. Yeah. So many things that follow are like, it's, it's about the, I can touch that and I can, and I can, I can do that. Um, the, the aesthetic of Shadow of the Colossus is like such a a, a great thing that uh, I sh- it shares a lot of things with Eco. Apparently, mm-hmm. even after the fact, uh, uh, Fumito Ueda confirmed that like Shadow of the Colossus is a prequel to Eco. Like they are in a not just a, like similar universe, but a shared place and everything in his mind. Yeah. I mean, as much as that matters, but the point being that they, they have these like very similar vibes and scope and and even to the extent that the way Shadow of the Colossus ends uh becomes very obvious that it's a some some sort of spiritual plus uh actual plot wise uh prequel to eco but the game starts with you just uh riding your horse uh, across this massive bridge to this temple and you've got a lady who is dead uh on your horse and you put her on this shrine and a god talks to you and is like, yeah, I'll bring her back to life if you kill these 16 things. And then the game starts and that's and mm-hmm. you're in it. That's it. That's all you needed to know, basically. <laughs> right. And you're going on this like kind of sad hero's journey yeah. of killing these colossi that are just I mean, they're they just feel the way they're designed, I think, is so genius mm-hmm. because you are like, I they're not so sympathetic yeah. that you're like, oh, I'm not going to do this. But they, they are designed in such a way as to, like, as you are killing them, you're kind of being like, whoa. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You kind of do this thing of, like, man, these, these they're just little guys yeah. out here. Like, they're just hanging out. Yeah. And and it's so weird because you'll, like, the beginning of most Colossi encounters, you see it and you're like, all right, let's duel, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> and then as you, like, are fighting it, as you're actually doing damage to it, it'll, like, moan yeah. in a specific way yeah. and you're like i'm just killing an animal right, right now right. that's literally all i'm doing it doesn't help that it's like the blood spurts are like that i forget what kill bill is ripping this from so i'm gonna i'm just gonna say kill bill but i know that he's taking that. yeah they're like but the just yeah. like blood spray insanity uh is pretty haunting i think it's worse when there, there's two ways like okay let's let's talk slightly mechanically because we've addressed like yeah yeah you're, so the rest of the game is just like killing these colossi basically mm-hmm. you the, there's a polygon walkthrough that i would occasionally refer to if i got myself like properly lost or whatever and i really liked how they categorized uh the the flow of the game which is there's just three steps there's three steps that you do over and over and over again get to the colossus which means mm-hmm. you start at the shrine every single time you always warp back to the shrine in the middle right. of the world and you've got to literally just go out and find where the colossus is step two get on the colossus and then step three kill the colossus and right. those that's that's the whole the whole game step one is not my favorite mechanically of the game but it is where all oh. that vibe is right it's yeah. it is the best aesthetic of the game which is like me and my goddamn horse are riding through the countryside and you just get to like do that 
and uh, <laughs> goddamn countryside. Yeah, like, <laughs> me and my God. fucking horse <laughs> riding through the goddamn countryside. I, that's how that's, I that's feel about it. Though. Quote, Matt yeah. Martin's quote on it's, the box. The it's shadow, so my good. Fucking shit horse. <laughs> in no, the it's goddamn not shit. It's great. It's, it's like there's nothing countryside. else. There's nothing else in this world, and it's just a. It's just a guy and his horse, and you and like. There's something about that. It, that is the same as the buildup of Eco and uh, the the girl from Eco. Like the, it's just the two of us, and we're here, and we're trying to get out of this place. And in Shadow yeah. of the Colossus, it's that same. You, it, the Ueda, as a like mechanical plot device, is so good at just like tying you to one other character. And because there's just nothing else for you to grasp onto, you put all of your heart <laughs> into that other character, right? So you, your your whole like my whole soul is invested in this horse now because we go on these very long journeys together. And the part that mm -hmm. I, the reason I said sometimes it's not my mechanically my favorite is when you get lost looking for the Colossus, it's it's a pretty lonely uh, way to be lost because you can just be wandering. Oh, really? T t well, talk to me about it. You said something awesome. <laughs> While you were complaining, you said something awesome. It feels so lonely to be so lost. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah. it's, and that's the, I mean, I would, if I were to recat it, I think Polygon's series of steps is, is a little cold, I think, because I say step one in the loop of Shadow of the Colossus is reflect on what you've done. <laughs> Because that's why it, it is making you go so yeah, far. Right. Is they want you to have a lot of time uh -huh. to just kind of think about what you're doing out here, yeah. you know? And a lot it's of time to think about, you're going this far out of your way to do it again? Yeah. Wow, really? Really? You're going to go through this think, whole desert just no, to yeah. fucking kill another one? You're right. And I think that's why there's 16 of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get so tired of two, it. 10 would be too round of a number. 16 uh -huh. feels like it's like, wow, you really you really like this girl huh you know like you it, it it really and i also think that like yeah sure like no one likes getting lost but the the world the world that this game takes place in mm -hmm. is it's well first of all it's very empty but it's also like very mysterious yeah. and beautiful and right. and interesting um it just doesn't what does it have stuff to interact with uh Pretty much no functionally no <laughs> but do i care i don't know because no. it's all down it's downtime yeah, until it is the next colossus anyways and i find even you know i i got lost uh in in this most recent playthrough and i kind of feel like that was some of my my most uh memorable time with the game was when i just didn't know how to get to this next colossus mm -hmm. i mean you literally have like your your sword shines yeah. a light that just takes you right there but you can still you can get confused i mean there yeah. were 16 of them and they had to like put them all over the map well you get th um, basically there's lots of dead ends like you you it, right. it's just pointing you in a perfectly bird's eye direction to where the colossus is and right. then very and often it's confusing. like yeah but the bridge is way the fuck over there and then there's a canyon between you and that and then there's a cliffside over there and yeah you you're, yeah. you find yourself like navigating around and so yeah you're like exploring all these little corners of the world to tr try to get there but no I, I i mean i absolutely agree that it is it's not that i sat there and resented it the whole time or anything it's it is like this moment of reflection thing i i think uh when i was annoyed with it it's when like 
you can get into certain areas where the horse won't fucking go. Like it's like you're they're like hitting the button and he's like he mm. just starts to do like a very slow trot and you're like I don't know why there's plenty of space here like you like move keep please yeah. keep going and like little little but that's just like the jank of this game, right? Which I think everybody has always talked about forever. Like there is a certain level of just sort of like cumbersomeness in the controls which like didn't bother me in eco right i'm not gonna like overstate it here but it is that thing where every once in a while it'll come up on the flip side of that though sometimes you're going across like a bridge and you don't have to hit a single button at all your horse just goes and you don't have to you don't have to do anything you just like get to watch you and your horse cross this area or whatever i kind of like the horse jank i'm gonna be <laughs> honest i actually feel like the horse jank adds personality to the horse and yeah. it makes it feel like i am riding a horse right that is its own it is a character yeah and yeah it will feel bad sometimes but it also probably feels bad to ride a horse right. like i feel like it's it's a weird shadow of the colossus is a weird game to nitpick in my opinion because mm -hmm. it's such a short experience right it doesn't ask i think too much of your time yeah uh and i feel like all of those like kind of tension points add to the overall experience in some tangible way yeah. to where I'm like, I really would hate this game if you sanded off yeah. all of that. Right. Like if you, if you just made it where like this game would have nothing deeper for me. Yeah. Like, is this game just about killing Colossi? Is it just an action game about climbing on the back of a Colossus and killing it? And is that like, would yeah. people prefer that? Like with no right. emotional it like would be horrible at all. It'd be horrible, right? Because in in my perfect world where everything is mechanically just the most fluid, perfect thing ever, yeah, I'd I'd be bored on my horse because I just I'd just point and go. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the horse jank is the same as the being on a colossus jank, which is to say, like, there's just this this feeling when you're on the other thing when you're on your horse and when you're on another monster you're completely right that it's like well i'm not the fucking monster i'm not the horse so right. why like why do i have any assumption that like i'm in control here and i i talked a lot like to you and i think on the discord a little bit of like it does bother me when i'm on a colossus and he like he's like shaking his shoulders a little bit and and your guy uh, i guess he's named wander he like he'll flop around a lot if the colossus moves too much he's he's holding on but you can't really do anything you're kind of just in a passive state of getting flailed around or whatever and i think there's a a level of that can that can feel annoying if you're like trying to rush everything and you're like i've solved the puzzle i'm ready to kill the colossus now it should it should mm. happen instantly and it's like okay if that's how this game worked the game would take two hours and would have no sense of scope right i would right. i'd burn through colossi way too fast basically but because things take time to do you get all of that buildup. so i i've constantly complained about like i get i sit there and i get annoyed at like my guy just flopping around too much because I can't write because sometimes it just feels like polygons smashing against each other or whatever. But right. I do agree with you that it also adds to the aesthetic of I jumped on this big scary Colossus's back and I'm right like I, I got to deal with whatever he does to me. I don't it's right. I, it, I need to get out of my head that this is a computer program that I'm meant to defeat and instead think of it like the col the monster that I've jumped on 
And in a in a real world scenario, I'd be dead in a second because it just like smashed me on the back. So thank goodness that the monsters are a little bit nice to me where all they do is shake their shoulders a little bit. <laughs> There's something that Tim Rogers talks about a lot um, in his videos for Action Button where he talks about goblinization, uh-huh. which is I think and I think what he means by that um, is that your brain when you're playing a video game, you can play it on two levels. Mm-hmm. You can be it. You can be in in the moment just responding to it as a human person or you can think about it as a game the whole time and never lose track of that gamey aspect of it Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know if you go goblin mode what you're doing is just never letting yourself forget that it's a game yep and you are kind of sabotaging any approach for the game to go deeper because you are refusing to see it as anything but a game and I feel like Shadow of the Colossus works a lot better yep. if you let those colossi be big, weird animals. Yeah. If you if you treat them, if you insist, because I feel like they're some of the least gamey enemy enemies of all time. Uh-huh. They do weird stuff. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they show their ass a little bit. <laughs> like it'll be like you need to prompt them to do something uh-huh. and the way that they'll get prompted to do it feels a little too gamey. Yeah. But I feel like the strongest aspect of the game is how much they feel like weird creatures yep. and weird creatures aren't gonna just do whatever you fucking need them to do yep. in order for them to die like yeah. they're gonna be weird about it there's right. gonna be they're gonna try to not die they're yeah. gonna try to <laughs> have you not kill them right you know yeah and and i feel like there's this kind of like if these were zelda bosses uh-huh. let's 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 do this yeah let's pop them out of shadow of the colossus and let's have them all be zelda bosses <laughs> well the way they would work is you would hit them at the special weak point thing and then they would show their like open heart yeah and there would be a little arrow that would appear on screen where miyamoto would be like hit them here yeah and then you would hit them and then you do that three times and they would die right and it would just be this perfect little system no yeah it would just be like we communicate everything to you i mean shadow of the colossus i will admit to like uh, this critique it does fall short i think of as deep as it could go yeah the main thing being there's a voice that just gives you a hit yeah Yeah. and (laughs) i kind of hate that yeah um it it is it 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 weakens the argument that i think the game is making yeah which is that these creatures are real creatures yeah they are not like game enemies right um but yeah i mean they they can be frustrating and they can do things that feel like oh well i'm having a lot of trouble getting any damage on this guy i i feel like maybe our play styles are a little bit different i I didn't get to watch you play this at all but i feel like the amount you talk about like not being able to hit the creatures mm-hmm. is not like consistent with my experience, but I do this thing a lot when I'm climbing the Colossi where I will actually, and this is a lot of this is from memory because I played through this game. This is like the fifth or sixth time I beat this game. Yeah. There's a lot of spots on the Colossi where you don't actually have to be gripping them. Sure. And you can kind of do this dance of like literally like walk it almost, you're like a tightrope walker. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels cool. Right. It feels really cool. You like you bumble, you risking. fall over, but you're like, but I'll fall over into his shoulder and I won't yeah, fall yeah. off. No, I totally, yeah. I, I, it's, I it's do very, that stuff too, fun. 
where, where I get frustrated is when the, the act of actually killing a Colossus, there are these big glowing weak points. Uh, the most yes. fun bosses, there's a glowing crack or something, and you got to yeah. hit that, and that activates, like, the phase two to where he, like, pushes his hand over, and then you jump on his hand and then move right. over to the actual The glowing weak, weak point. point thing, that's also another thing that it's very gamey. me a little bit. I wish, sure. I, I wish there was a way. I mean, it has to be a game. And also, yeah. we should remember that this game came out in, like, 2005. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Like, the fact that we can even hold it to this standard, I think, is what is yeah. ultimately impressive about it. Right. But yeah. Uh, but. So you you find these weak points, and the whole thing is, it's it's like this big, basically, target on their head or back or whatever. And the way you have to then kill them is... Gra- you're, it's almost always on like their hair and and you have this grip mechanic where you grab them and th- there's a circle that then like shrinks and once it's run all the way out you would lose all of your grip and just fall mm-hmm. off the colossus um but more importantly you have to be gripping to then hit the sword button to start pulling your hand back where you're like winding up a big stab and the longer you wind that up and then release it you'll do more damage to it. So with most Colossi, you could essentially, uh, like a lot of them will die in like three to five hits if you had a fully charged up shot at them or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. If if you could just do five fully charged shots, you'd be done with them. But the whole trick is a lot of times they're moving more than that. So anytime you're gripping on them and then they do a big wiggle, you, you lose your ability to do the stab and you start just like flopping around and you got like one hand and you're literally like bucking Bronco style holding on for dear life. You're not right. going to fall off until your grip is lost, right? Like the mechanically, you will not fall off of it. Yeah. But you do spend time just sitting there waiting for Wander to stabilize to where then you can hit the sword button and start charging up that shot again. And so when it gets annoying to me mechanically because again now we're in mechanical zone now we're in i found the target i'm here to to hit the damage point and attack its weak point for massive damage or whatever uh and when i'm trying to do that charge up and it just keeps whipping me around while i still agree aesthetically that's like an important aspect of the feeling of it being this monster you can get yourself into a particularly bad position where you just never get an opportunity to do a sword strike. And then you're like, okay, well, I got to shimmy like two pixels to the right. It feels like Monkey Island where I'm not, I just haven't clicked the right pixel is how it can feel sometimes. That's the frustration level that I would compare it to. Is like, I'm here, I'm doing the thing. And it's not that even like, I know that the monster's supposed to shake occasionally and not let me just wail away at him for free. But... I've gotten myself in a bad geometric position that has like fucked my ability to like even just do anything. And I'm just sitting here holding the grip button for like a long time. You, you get it. You're like at a point where you're like, I functionally won. Right. Like, why do I even have to play the rest of it? Basically. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. I think that that, yeah, I, I, I would say that's kind of goblin-y to me. It is. It's like, I I agree. yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's the kind of thing too, where, if I it, it if I hadn't been playing this for the show and trying to get it done in like the last week or two, maybe I'd have set that aside a little bit more, right? Maybe mm. I'd have taken some more time with it. If anything, I was getting really annoyed early on, and then I talked to you and you gave me a reality check where and you said this earlier, but you were like, it's not that long of a game. Like it's not sitting here wasting your time, even when it is wasting your time. It's wasting 30 seconds 
of a six hour game <laughs> right like that, right the i had to sort of reassess my expectations and my my sense of scope here where i'm like right. i'm i'm letting annoyed matt's brain take charge right I, the, the annoyed version of matt uh, he's he's got a really short fuse and he likes to jump in there at a moment's notice and sometimes i have to like lock him up and put him away or else i'll ruin experiences for myself and i th i think this game is is exactly that way what is fascinating to me is that like eco never felt like that to me the, the only time i got mad at eco was very early on there are the little there's the little shadow fights you do you know mm -hmm. and sometimes those are i mean shadow people. those are those are those can be janky as fuck right because it's not like a sword combat game so your your no. little your little <laughs> boy is just slashing his stick around like wild and but that moment very early on, I had the wake up call because there's an early combat where it's no longer kill all the enemies. It's fine. <laughs> Just get out of this room or whatever. And that moment degoblinized me in that game. And then I was just like set for the rest of the game basically and i was just like mm -hmm. totally chill with every shadow fight no matter what it was throwing at me because i was like you know right. what this shadow fight might be trying to teach me something different about shadow fights because i i right. had that once and so with shadow the colossus i think i hit that same moment of like this thing's trying to, you know i i, I needed to de-goblinize myself so i i do think early on in the game i sullied my own experience but then i sort of like leveled myself back out and was able to enjoy the whole second half of the game or whatever yeah um yeah i think so it's it's really interesting trying to talk about this game because at the end of the day you end up talking about the colossi themselves because they are so much of the yeah. appeal of the game right and i am kind of curious as to like what your highlights are yeah. as far as like which colossi like really spoke to you which ones maybe didn't work as well yeah. i mean i to be fair I, I have a Colossi that I despise, yeah. um, actually. Uh, most of the other ones uh, I'm pretty down with. In fact, I would say quite a few of them I like a lot, but there is one I don't like. Yeah, tell, tell um, me about that one. I've, I, I have, I actually kept a list and I ranked them, not ranked them, but rated them all. Like I gave them a, like an A to D rating. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do have some of like my top tier and my bottom tier basically, but I, I, know, I wanna hear you talk about the one that really bothers oh. you first. I, the fifteenth Colossus, yep. um, which is I believe the tallest one. No, pr probably not taller than the last one. I, I, although it's hard to say. Um, you're in this like kind of valley with this Colossi, mm -hmm. and it you're just on the ground, and he's crazy tall. Yeah, and uh, you have to figure out how to climb on top of him. And I can just never remember how to do that. I don't know why. Like I said, I've played through this game many times at this yeah. point. And he, it just doesn't click in my brain. And uh, because of that, I feel like I struggle with every step yeah. of trying to get on top of him. Which I think they wanted one where it's like, they wanted one where you see it and you're just like, I do not know how this is going to work out. Yeah. So I can respect them for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it's if... What you need to get the Colossi to do is so specific yeah. that it kind of strains believability. Yes. They cease to be right. animals and they become game game yeah. characters again. And I would say that that's how that one works for me. Yeah, that one in particular is is notable because it is a lot of like you literally just have to like get to a spot, stand there, 
wait like it's good that it's the to do it's, it's, wait wait for him to do what he does yeah. that's that's the example that i was even kind of specifically referring to earlier where sometimes you just have to stand there and wait for them to come over to you and something i get messed up with early on in the game is i'm like i don't know how smart i think you have to remember that this game is 2005 pretty often because mm-hmm. we have smarter ai like enemy designs these days right like like just in general monsters we fight in video games are capable of so much more and mm. it's easier to remind yourself that this is like quite old, especially in that arena of game design. You know, we, we had just very bad enemy encounters uh, at this point, and, and you had to expect your enemies to do really basic things. And if you can put yourself on that level, you'll remind yourself that like, actually, these monsters are going to do about five things <laughs> like total. Yeah. They will not do very much. And I spend a lot of time in the early game. Being like, oh shit, huge monster, run away, go over there, what am I going to do? And it's like, actually with almost every monster, if you just stand fucking still, he'll walk up to where he's supposed to walk up to, and then he'll do thing that initiates next the next step of the sequence or whatever, right? Right. And this guy, it's really apparent because you're just in this little this city canyon you're in an alleyway really like there's just two Mm -hmm. stone walls and yeah you just stand in the spot and you wait for him to come over and then when he gets close enough he'll stomp and he'll hit a platform and that platform will turn and then you can climb up to the next level and then you got to go stand in another spot and just wait and then he'll swing his sword and it'll make a block fall down and if you're me you'll stand in just barely the wrong spot and he'll swing his sword and nothing will happen and you'll be like that seemed like the right step though because he did a different thing i guess i'll move six pixels to the right oh there we go now it worked and the, and the stone fell or whatever and it's like you kind of do that over and over and over again with this guy where it's just like go to point stand still wait for him to do it which feels less interactive than a lot of the other ones right oh, so many of the other ones are like you pretty much immediately get up on top of something and then jump on top of them and this one is like i gotta jump up on top of like four levels of this building before i'm ready to get on top of the colossus or whatever yeah, just it's just a lot of steps. Yeah. Um. But what's one? What? So yeah. Break break down a colossi for me. Uh. I I so I generally that that particular guy is uh, a a part of like a series of in, online. I think you'll see them called the trolls. There's three trolls. Uh, mm-hmm. a, I called them ogre, troll, and soldier. So I I gave every single one of them a name. I had a name for all of these colossi. Mm-hmm. Uh. But. The, the first ogre that you encounter, uh, you basically get two guys back to back that are really similar and they're just really teaching you things. And I do think that first like troll uh, where he's got like a hammer and everything, I, I think that's a great introduction fight. Like I, I, I have like absolutely no complaints with like how that fight goes. But mm. the ones like after that that stick out in my mind as some of my favorites, really, it's a lot of stuff that I have minor, extremely minor gripes with. But right there at the end, uh, there's what I call the dragon and the dog. And those two, I just unequivocally loved as fights. The dragon, you are out in this big desert area. Oh, yeah, yeah. He busts out of the ground. And like this one is just like every this is this one is good communication from the developers. I think this this one is like the one Colossus where I was like totally chill with something going wrong and having to reset i i had i always had like a backup save state i was playing this on my steam deck playing the ps2 version 
uh, and I had the save state, but I was not using save, state, save states hardly ever. It was only if, like, if I had something just, like, catastrophic happen and I wasn't enjoying the Colossus, I'd use mm -hmm. my save state to just get myself back on their back or whatever. But I would right. use that very limited. And this one was specifically one I never used my save state on because I was like, I when I fall off this guy, it's cool because I get to do the other steps again and the other steps are cool. You're on yeah. your horse. So this is the some of the best Colossi are the ones where it's you and horse doing stuff together to stop the Colossus. Yeah, yeah. So Those often you you uh, so often you have to leave the horse behind and then go to the Colossus. But when you get to have horse with you, it's such a great time. The dragon comes up out of the ground. He's got all these bubbles on his underbelly. You shoot those with arrows. That eventually makes him scoop down closer. He's got these little wings with obvious like jump points on. You jump on the wing. You climb up the wing. You get to sword spot. You kill it. But once you've done, there's like three weak points. When you've done one weak point, he's going to shake you off. Or actually, he's going to dive into the ground and you'll be forced to get off of him. And then you basically have to repeat the process. But that one was so notable because it's like sometimes the repetition of the colossi would bother me. And that one was like all about repetition and I just loved it. Like I just that that one like helped kind of reframe even previous Colossi to me because I was like, no, sometimes this repetition is great and I need to not sweat falling off the Colossus as much as I maybe had been with like the first half of the game. Yeah, that's the one where you you have to jump off of the horse while it's riding mm -hmm. alongside. Yeah. And that just is such an epic yeah. moment yeah. that you kind of are like, I'd be happy to do that all day. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's just a, visually, it's really fun. Yeah. It's, it's just an exciting thing to execute. Mm -hmm. It seems like it should be harder than it is. That's always what, what I think about it. I'm always like, I can't believe I'm able to do that, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, like, I think the this time in fighting that boss, I think I missed the jump one time. Yeah. And was like, it's weird that don't happen more. Yeah, yeah, I remember right. thinking that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it, I should be missing, like, all, like constantly. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that's a really good one. I, I, I yeah. like that one a lot. I also liked what I call dog. Uh, it's funny I call it dog because uh, the whole theme of the, the fight is it's a cat and mouse game. Um, a couple ones before this. There's these two really small colossi that you fight that are fully decked out in like plate armor and there's nothing you mm. can do about them and the first one you fight i called hog so you got hog and dog those are the two hog and dog hog and dog yeah. hog i did not like one bit uh hog is one that i save stated a lot on a lot on because the problem with hog which is, one is hog hog What's is hog? in inside this cave and you've got to get up on top of this uh lectern and have him bump into it or whatever and a stick oh the, that's fi on fire. the one you scare him with the one fire. you scare yeah, him yeah. with fire which is a cool moment when you get it to work. Yeah, that's But awesome. for a while, you spend some time where he just charges your ass and knocks you down. And the problem is uh, when you fall down in this game, it can take you a, an extraordinarily long amount of time to get up, which I have no complaints with. That's fine. Like, yeah, you just got your shit rocked. Like, it, <laughs> it takes you a minute mm -hmm. to stand up. You got to catch your wind. But Hog annoys me because you start to get up and he immediately starts charging you again. So basically, Hog will stun lock you, and there's nothing you can do until you die if you get in the wrong, like, spot, basically. And this happened to me three times <laughs> that I just got stun locked. Mm -hmm. And I, during the during the second time, I just saved that. That's when I was like, well, I'm not just going to sit here and watch myself die for the next three minutes. I'll, I'll go ahead and reload my save state. And then I did it, like, again a little bit later. But the point is, you get the stick, and you, and you try to wave it toward him, and... I started to wave him in the wrong direction one time and it was like, oh my God, now I got to like take him down this way to get him to where I need him to go. And it's just going to take all day. And I was like, well, okay, that's the bet I've made. I'll, I'll take all day to do this. And then I 
messed up at one point or like my stick ran out of fire and then he stun locked me again i was like jesus christ and it was just this one where it felt like it had become goblin mode again because it was just like everything Mm. is taking so long it became a big pain in the butt on the flip side though dog is the same thing he'll stun lock you he'll fuck you up but you are like jumping in these little trenches and trying to get from like point a to point b and then you're climbing up on these pillars and climbing all the way to the top and you get him to charge the pillar you shoot him with an arrow to like antagonize him and then he charges the pillar and then the pillar falls down and you're on top of it and you're like oh fuck and like that whole thing is just great (laughs) yeah because you just get to do sweet jumps over and over like so it's just as many sweet jumps as you can handle right that's where the game feels like eco all of a sudden right like that's where it's like actually a, a basically a platformer game and the the end of the game suddenly brings in a lot more like platformer elements. The, the rest of the game is like climb Colossus, do Colossus fight. But I would say like this dog fight, the, the final Colossus is all <laughs> platforming basically. Like it's just a huge massive mm. platformer that you, you climb the Colossus. Uh, when it was doing that, that just re reinforced how much I like, uh, how much I just like 3d platformers, I guess, or, or not actually that's a thing that is categorically false, generally speaking, but I like team Eco's uh, style of 3d platforming a lot. And it doesn't feel janky to me at all. And I like, I like running and jumping and grabbing ledges in these games. It feels good to me. I think it's interesting that you feel a distinction between like, cause like climbing a Colossus, I would say is just, I mean, that, that just is platforming, right? Like, I, I, the, it seems to you that there's like there's a difference like there is there yeah there's there's run and jump platforming and then there is grip and climb pr- platforming right and i i grip and climb platforming is much slower and doesn't feel as tactile to me and is is good but less interesting whereas the run and jump across ledges platforming is what like really I, I just i don't know something about it triggers in my brain and makes me feel good yeah yeah my my theory is that on the early colossi you maybe climbed too much right you maybe. know what i mean right. I, I think that's i i think that really has a lot to do with your experience of the game yeah. because i feel like maybe in starting out you had this sort of like nervousness of like oh i just have to like grip the whole this yeah. is just i'm just projecting no this i think this you. is right i feel no i yeah. i think you're on the money so keep going yeah, but I, I, there are a lot of them uh, early on, especially that where it almost feels like the climbing part. You maybe don't even need to do that. Yeah. You can run up those guys and kind of stand around and stuff. <laughs> Obviously, you have to grip the fur in order to do the to land the 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 blow or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think there, there's definitely a lot of opportunities to not climb, yeah. basically. Right. Um, which is crazy because you can upgrade your grip strength yeah. in this game, and I've never done that, and I, I'm not sure why you would need no. to. But I, yeah. I did do it, and and came to find it was definitely useless. I mean, the big thing is again, you can always recharge your grip if you can just find a spot to stand still, and you can also yes. upgrade your health in this game. But your health auto recharges as well so there's really like if you are just willing to take a little bit of time with this game you don't need and and if anything too like brute forcing gets you nowhere in this game if a colossus is gonna like hit you for damage that's half your health bar like no matter what you do right he's gonna fuck you up if he wants to so i don't i don't see the point in upgrading that becomes just about the like the playstation trophies or whatever right people are like i gotta go get all the fruits and kill all the lizards because i just want to do all the stuff and and yeah you unlock like a new a, a, the, the the boss time attack mode if you do enough stuff or whatever and and you have to have it for one section of that i think but what was your favorite colossus or what is your favorite colossus 
Oh, that is just, that is so hard. Because <laughs> I, I really have a lot of love for most of them. Yeah. Um. So it's almost easier to think of one that I like dislike, but... <laughs> I do like the night a lot. I yeah. think that moment where you get when you when you climb up onto the plateau, uh, yeah. the night is the third colossus, the one that has like a giant, a huge just like sword. a pillar of rock, and yeah. he'll like hit the ground with it. Um, I really enjoy the bird one, yeah, um, because that's a really is, good arena. The bird is so good. <laughs> the bird, the bird, like swooping down at you is just such a such a fun moment, and yeah. the way that. The way the the thing we haven't talked about at all thus far is the way the music has yeah. such a good way of kicking in uh -huh. when things get intense yeah. and staying low and quiet when things aren't. It yeah. does such a good job of only applying to moments that that count yeah. and it just can make you feel um so yeah. I don't know like you so feel so powerful. There's one actually that you talk about not liking that I feel like I'm one is one of the ones that stands out to me is there's this one He's almost like a lizard. Yeah. And he is in this very strange arena that's mm -hmm. like a, a sort of like a coliseum with right. like levels. And you, he's like in the center of it and he climbs up on the walls and you have to like kind of get in such a way as to like see his, his undercarriage. And then you hurt him and he falls off the wall and then you got to jump down and quickly jump on his belly and, yeah. and, and hit him. And I kind of like, I like the pace of like, I hit him on his underside, and and already I'm jumping down, and we yeah, are right. running, we are right. running for it. Yeah, um, you have a very that, tight window to get on his belly. That yeah. was that's when I was having a bad relationship with the repetitive nature of these colossi, and and who knows, maybe if if that colossus had come after my like awakening with the dragon, I may have liked that one more. But at the time, first off, that one just took me a very long time to figure out what the fuck was going on and what I was supposed mm. to do. He'll spit acid at you and he'll make like an area like there's like an area of effect thing that like hurts your health. So you got to stay out of the way of that. That's cool. Uh, it took me just way too long to realize I was supposed to shoot his feet. Like I was spending a long time running around different levels of this arena, mm -hmm. trying to get his attention, figuring out what he would do when he would move places. And it just felt like it just felt like a long time trying to figure out what was even going on. And then once I did figure it out, it was that kind of thing where it's like. He falls down. I do what you're saying. You sprint. You're just like, oh God, we got to get to that belly. We gotta mm -hmm. Give me, give me the, mm -hmm. give me the hit point, and you jump on him. And like, I don't even know if I had enough time to do like one big charge. I had to do like a half, you know, a half baked charge up shot, right. which meant I had to do it like six times, just this same process over and over and over again. And that's when it like really got irritating to me because it's like all the other steps I found hard too. it's a little bit finicky getting the lizard in the right spot where his feet are exposed and you can actually shoot the two feet you need it's just like I think it is the, one of the coolest set pieces and I agree with that that it's like you mm. get into this coliseum you're like oh shit Thunderdome me and the lizard let's go yeah. like yeah. it's very very cool but it, it just sort of wore out it's welcome to me that that one and the hog were the two lowest rated for me they're the only two I gave a D ranking to basically yeah that's interesting I also like the hog quite a bit I think it's wild that in that fight you go from being really overwhelmed by uh -huh. this colossus to yeah. scaring him. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the aesthetics are always completely on point with every single colossus. I, I think for me as, like, a, a, a frustrated gamer and also, like, a puzzle person who it's like, once I've solved the puzzle, I want to be done, right? That That's where my impatience very, 
very often uh, comes from. It is also, I think, a, maybe the one real critique I have of this game that's not just a nitpick. Um, and it's it's the critique I have with so many games. So this is a common thing in games, and this is just a my brain doesn't like this kind of feedback, mm. is this game likes to suddenly present a new form of solution and it's not going to really develop it much later and it's just for this one fight like here, the, the closest example is like i don't like the mini games in final fantasy 7 right i don't like when suddenly the game is like and now you're snowboarding and these are the controls for snowboarding anyways done with that moving on and mm. in this game that's kind of how it's how the the lectern thing is and finding yeah. a stick like it's like i didn't know i could even do that like i didn't know that was an option so when the game spits out the stick i'm like oh well ah like i don't get i don't get sort of like a dopamine hit from that i just am like oh, i didn't know i could do that and and you know angry pathetic matt gets mad at that basically when he's when he's well, in his when he's low matt point pathetic, okay? <laughs> when he's when let's he's being not. when he's at his low point in the game that's what happens is i get like frustrated because i'm like i didn't know that that's how it happened but but like you said that is kind of like the whole game like this whole game is not like a building of like compared to celeste right celeste is like a synthesis mm. it's, it is constantly teaching you a new way to approach these things and, and teaching you how to get better and better and better at the game uh this game doesn't necessarily teach you how to keep getting better at the game it it introduces new problems to you over and over again yeah yeah um i will say though like I, and and i'm not trying to be combative about this no. but it to me it feels like with each colossus i wish there was no i wish the hint voice wasn't mm -hmm. a thing personally mm -hmm. i think they could have left it out and you know what guess what people would have just helped each other right. it's the water cooler effect <laughs> right. of like People are going to talk to each other about this game. People right. are going to look up solutions. But I do feel like every time there's a trick, because the environments are so sparse, yeah. that trick involves like the only thing <laughs> that true. it could involve. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, I, yeah. Never, I never felt like, except for the 15th. That's the reason I don't like the 15th, is there's too many elements in the environment. Mm-hmm where I start feeling like I have no idea what the sequence is supposed to be. Yeah. But like with the hog, for example, well that the fire stuff, that's the only thing in that area. Right. Like there, there is no really other part of the, and especially he's so aggressive that you're like, it's gotta, I mean, what else could it be? Well, There's literally yeah. no other that thing. That one is so anxiety ridden that I hadn't seen, you can't climb any side of the lectern. You can only climb it, climb it from like one side and so it's like mm. I was so busy being like ah fuck the hog oh no that I like I didn't have time to assess where I was supposed to climb and it just felt mm. like crazy energy or whatever I mean another great example of that one that I in the moment was annoyed with but after the fact was like that wasn't that bad Matt why are you being so down on it is the I called him the uh, I called him the steam crab I don't know what else, what else to call he, he looks like an old kind of dinosaur but he's in the cave and you lure him out of the cave which first off I spent oh, way yeah, too yeah. long just being in the cave and like oh I'm supposed to do something in this cave and he basically just never moves the whole point is to lure him out of the cave and to your right. point there's nothing out here except these huge fucking geysers and you're like, well, that's got to mm -hmm. be something. <laughs> like, obviously, right. that's something. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is there is one thing here yeah. that is notable. Probably has to do with that. That as, would be my strategy guide for yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. Is look for the Colossi, and then if you notice one other thing, that's that's, that's the solution. It. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it, huh? 
Yeah, and then um, and you just lure him onto it, and then the geyser flips him over. And the trick with that one that took me too long is you can get him up on the geyser, and you're like, well, I did that, and it takes him. It takes me much longer to realize, oh, now also shoot the feet or whatever. I think I just too often would forget that I should shoot feet. Basically, maybe that's my big problem is I was not mm. the lizard and the steam crab were both like do the thing, then shoot the feet, and I just like hadn't let that click into my brain or whatever. I don't know. Well. Do we want to rank this thing? Is it ranking time? I think it's, it's time. It's ranking time. It's ranking time. Coming on down into the rank zone. So, uh, I, second I mean, to last game to rank. Second right to here. last. And then, I don't know, maybe we're doing a re-ranking. I'm pretty sure the plan is to still do a re-ranking at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, we'll, but, we'll re-rank. We'll, we'll re-rank So, I mean, thing. I definitely think we have th- this, this curse with this game, uh, which was similar last week, which is to say... I know you like this game more than Eco, and I know I like Eco more than this game. So whatever, yeah. we'll just you know what. But I don't like this game like you like Eco. Yeah, like I think... your passion for Eco is more than my passion for this game. Yeah. So I'm okay with it going below Eco on our list. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Are there other things where it kind of hurts your soul to see it go below though? Like, are there are there any standouts I'm... where you're like, really, this is gonna go below Katamari Damacy, or I don't know something else? Well, isn't I mean Katamari's above Eco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's we what I'm saying. Up that I, bad. No, what I'm saying is with it going below Eco, there's 23 other games that it's gonna hit below. And no, I, I like this game, but I like this game in that kind of way of like, well, everyone should play this. Yeah, like I just think everyone should play Shadow of the Colossus. Right. Yeah, I don't think that it is some sort of miracle game or something like it's it didn't become a part of my personality uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's real neat. Um, and I, I, I like what it's going for. I actually do kind of wish that, that, I mean, Last Guardian is interesting. I've never finished it. Um, and it definitely like is trying to take that idea of like, what if this is an animal? What if it really feels like an animal? Right. Um, and like really expand upon that. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate them like trying to work on that more. I just wish there was somebody else out there trying to do that too. Yeah. Of convince me of a giant monster is a is real. Yeah. And because I think that's a very cool space for video games to right. experiment with. Um. But yeah, it, it, right now I think Shadow of the Colossus is like a, a landmark in that type of that type of design. Yeah. Um. But. I wouldn't, I mean, if, if we were ranking PlayStation 2 games of, of all time, I actually would kind of, I would probably dumpster Shadow of the Colossus. I think they're, I think it's overrated in the PS2's mm. library a little mm-hmm. bit. People regularly put it near uh, the top. I think that's just because not not everyone has played everything the PS2 had to offer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is a conversation just about these 100 games. I think it's, I think it's fine if we put it below Eco, which is currently our number 24. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. But yeah, like I said, I'm I'm really not precious about well, it. Well, I'll uh I mean, I do you want to talk about if if I've sort of set the high point as eco because I'm pretty precious about eco. Wh- is there a low point for you? Is there is there a uh it will not go below x for you and then we can kind of work within that window? Um I I'd, I'd be bummed out I think if we put it like in the 40s. Yeah. I wouldn't like that too below much. Below Half-Life seems pretty bullshit. I wouldn't want to put it below <laughs> Half-Life, which is number 40 right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I think it belongs more in this, uh, in like the 30s, something mm-hmm. like that, as far as like our our whole thing. I mean, honestly, like looking at, I mean, I didn't rank, so I kind of quit ranking on my own list because I actually think it's more fun for me to like not really know that and have yeah. to cowboy it out right. during these discussions. I think on my list... 
it would still be below stuff like Final Fantasy VII, which is yeah. 33. Bongayo, I think I would put it below Bongayo. Okay. I would I would definitely put it below Another World. Another World's in like my top 10. Yeah. But uh, probably, yeah. And then after that, I'm like less certain. So like number 37 is Hitman. Yeah. Number 38, Citizen Sleeper. I didn't even play that. Number right. 39, Super Monkey Ball. I'm like, yeah, I like Super Monkey Ball. But yeah. I mean, I think Shadow of the Colossus is probably a more important game. So I'm looking in that area and I'm feeling and I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I I think that that right below like Bongayo is probably a, a really good spot. Um, I I I think even yeah, I I have no issue with putting it below another world because at the le- at the very least you can look at another world and and think like oh another art house game like an art house. Mm, almost platformer i don't know if we really call another world a platformer i guess you kind of do but like Uh, yeah sure regardless another world is like god damn and in 1991 huh like that's the thing that always happens to me with that game is like wow Mm. he was so so far ahead of all this other stuff and like shadow of the colossus feels like ahead of some things but it just does not have that shock to me that another world always has basically and and i think there's a beyond that there's a lot of just like similar qualities where another world is just like here's a little intro you're in it do the thing escape get go like and and nothing else matters and figure out the language of the game and solve the solve the little puzzles we've thrown at you as they as they come up and technically i mean also there's the point that i mean if eco eco would not exist if not for another world meaning shadow of the colossus would not exist without another world right you know so i think like i think it's i think maybe with this particular argument we can sort of be like ah let's 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 let the precursor that, you know, yeah. obviously can't be as as fun. Yeah. I guess. Although I'm not sure there's a single moment in Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> that is better than when you get in the tank in the and ship. another world yeah. start pressing buttons like that. <laughs> yeah. That was like legitimately one of the best video game moments of my entire life. <laughs> um and it happened when I was thirty three yeah, yeah. with a game that was super old. Yeah. Like so good. Like that's, I'm like, that's important. Like that matters. I'm only slightly older than Another World, right? Like yeah. Another World is like 91. 90 or ni- yeah, 91. So like I'm only slightly older than Another World and it's crazy to me that it was able to surprise me to that extent. Yeah. Um and I mean I cackled with laughter. Right. Um so that really hits me as like an important memory. However, so we did not talk about we didn't make time at all to talk about personal history yeah. with this game. Yeah. Obviously, I played the pants off of it when it came out just want to tell a quick story first time i ever saw this game a uh, friend of the show uh and my current roommate probably forever roommate at this point uh sean uh sean o'connor sean patrick o'connor um <laughs> not to fully dox them but uh sean was playing this and they finished the game and sean had borrowed it from another friend of ours uh, named barrett yeah. Uh, and Barrett, if you've ever borrowed anything from Barrett, anyone listening, if you've ever borrowed anything from my friend Barrett, <laughs> you know that he's a little bit persnickety about getting it back. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he's a little bit like, you better give me that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he, he cares about his stuff, okay, right. which I can respect. And we also had a friend named Josh. I won't use his last name uh-huh. because he's the bad guy in the story. <laughs> um Anyway, Sean was all like, Barrett really wants this back, but I'm just, ha- I'm loving this game. And then I watched Sean beat it. That was like the one of the first times I ever watched it. We all, there's a part towards the end with the horse yep. uh, that I won't spoil, but we lo- we were really screaming. sad about it. Yeah. We were screaming. <laughs> um, 
And then afterwards, Josh stole that copy of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> and justified all of Barrett's fears forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if Barrett was only loosely like, a, hey, I care about my stuff, that happened. And Barrett was like, hey, I care about my stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest, like every single time I think about Shadow of the Colossus, there's a little a little voice in my head goes, oh, yeah, Josh stole that game. Dude. <laughs> like stole that game from Sean. Like yeah. it's so. That's really and messed then, up. Yeah. And then this is also th this Josh guy who we've not mentioned at all on this show yeah. was a big part of us getting into Kingdom Hearts yeah, because he was all about it. Yeah. Um, and he stole a copy of Shadow of the Colossus. Hey, Josh, hey, you owe up. Sean a copy of Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> or Barrett. Okay? I don't know. You owe somebody yeah. a copy. <laughs> somebody is. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not Sean's copy. <laughs> That's the whole point of the story. Listen, you owe me a copy of Shadow of the Colossus, uh -huh, Josh. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so, so this is a cool game because it is part of our, uh, high school history. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. I think Where beyond that, I, I think it goes right under another world cause I'm looking below it and I'm like, I really like Hitman still, but all of your, uh, sort of minor beefs with Hitman, I always still like very much understand and also it's the kind of thing where it's like yeah you put enough of anything in a game and there will be the good parts right like <laughs> whereas, I mean, whereas shadow of the colossus is like we put exactly this in it and we made it all good right i think here's the thing about it man and really just this list largely there's some games that i think are just kind of that are that are good games and are just kind of overperforming. mm-hmm Whereas, like, so, like, I think Hitman's great, and I really like Hitman. Yeah. But I also like a lot, I mean, I just like a lot of stuff. Yeah. I like the whole list, right. you know? Right. And so, for me, it's just, it's not that I have these gripes about Hitman, and that's why it should be lower. It's that I have so much love for all of these games. Yeah. And that love, I think, for others just goes a little bit further in my head. Right. Yeah. That being how, said, how could you how could you get so finicky with these things when it's like, I don't know, man, these are all decimal places away most, from each most other. Most of these games are games that I like yeah. a lot. Um what if though, just because I do think it's more fun, what if we did put Shadow of the Colossus number thirty eight right underneath Hitman? Yeah. Because I kinda like that actually. Mm -hmm. Because and you know what? Here's the logic. There isn't, and I really wish there was. I want there to be a Colossus that hides from you. <laughs> and because it doesn't have that, uh -huh. we got to give the points to Hitman, oh, yeah, which is a, a game about game. hiding from people. Yeah, it's just a I game. feel like, God, if there had just been a Colossus that can hide from you, <laughs> and then it like sneaks up on you and you're like, ah! and yeah. then it like smacks you in the face and runs away. <laughs> Like a sneaky monkey. That's yeah. what I wanted. Okay. I wanted a sneaky monkey. Yeah, a sneaky um, monkey colossus. Where he's yeah. like, his weak point is you hit him one fucking time. Like you're, it's just like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bonk him. You could, you could butt him with the end of your sword, like not even the blade, and he'd be like, ah. But you, you just can't catch once. the guy. <laughs> yeah, you just can't catch him. Yeah, and 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 I think just for that reason, we we make. Shadow of the Colossus, the new yeah. number 38, right can, below Hitman can 2016. I, can I get in the way a little bit Sleeper. then and, and say if we are putting it below Hitman, I would like it to go below Citizen Sleeper because that's a really, it's a really, that was a, that was like such an intense emotional journey and I don't know, and maybe it goes right below, it's right above Super Monkey Ball and right below Citizen All right, Sleeper. Yeah, whatever. All right, great. Whatever. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, there we go. The new number 39 is Shadow of the Colossus right under Hitman and Citizen Sleeper right above Super Monkey Ball and Half-Life. Uh... I'm sure people will be uh, mad at that one. Uh, I feel almost assured that just there's going to be people who are like, no, it's the greatest game, but uh, here think, it is. I, I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I, it's like, 
if you care about Shadow of the Colossus, it's like, well, guess what? Shadow of the Colossus wins and we lose. You know what I mean? Like, we, <laughs> right. we are not going to have any impact <laughs> yeah. on Shadow of the Colossus's legacy. And, you know, also, if you're mad, just blame Matt. Yeah. I, I would have put it's it me. much higher. So there exactly. you go. Get mad at it's me. Matt's fault. Uh, so it's, it's fine. Something that we didn't address at all, but I'm just curious about, and, and we can just sort of real quickly go out on is, you played the PS4 remake, uh, and I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, Blue Point Games how, remake. How is that? Like, I, I just don't even know anything about it, and I, I want to know how it was. Yeah, okay. Then I will nitpick a little bit. So I liked it, and I'm glad that, that you can play it on a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 pretty easily, uh -huh. you know? But looks weirder on the PS2. I don't know. Yeah. kind of like the PS2 version better. I, it's like... It's it's still a beautiful game, kind of, of regardless of however you do it. But the PS2, yeah, just has like a I don't know that abstract it, I, quality. I, you know what it is? It's the hair. The hair is not hair, hair on the so PS2. Weird. It's, it's so, so weird, weird and you're like, oh, hair. I'm grabbing this weird fuzzy fluff yeah. stuff that's just graphically not there, but I love it. Yeah, but the second the I hair is actually hair, it, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's very well made and it's it's very faithful i i did not at any point feel like oh they really like stretched uh -huh. this or whatever but it's i just think i think fundamentally yeah i maybe reject a little bit the yeah. idea of a shadow of the colossus remake right. actually well and would just prefer to play it yeah at, just as i played it in yep. 2005 like I, for the rest of my life I, in the past when i've tried to play it it's always been the ps3 remaster which is just a, a minor graphical upgrade but one thing of note of that edition is uh either the frame rate or something i was reading up about it and no one has like a perfectly clear answer but mm. the the grip goes away faster like i, I guess noticeably oh, faster so that stuff that bothers me about gripping colossi a lot of that is based off my previous experience of you just get fucking tossed off colossi like crazy in the ps3 version at least in my experience like that's the one i've had the most frustration with uh and then i was watching some long play of some old ps2 footage and so here's my here's my recommendation to everyone play the ps2 version upscaled to like 720p okay that's it that's the perfect way to play shadow of the colossus mm -hmm. or, or i mean if you can play it like on a on an old crt tv in 480 right you know if, if you can do yeah. it that way where it's it's beveling your pixels for you that's probably the most beautiful way to play shadow of the colossus but the my upscaled version on my steam deck also was really great and honestly was pretty jaw-dropping uh visually a lot of the time uh so i got my ps2 right over here yep. um it's off off webcam uh, not that you're <laughs> not that you can see me listener but i was just that was just for matt sometimes i just talk to matt okay it doesn't have to be for you uh -huh. all the time uh but i've been looking for that uh I've been watching, I forget the name of the, the, the guy, but um, the PS2 Digital, mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to solder in order to make <laughs> that thing happen, uh -huh. and then I'm going to play PS2 games in uh, beautiful uh, HD mm -hmm. uh, in whatever, you know, how, however I got to do it. Um, but until then, I don't know. I, <laughs> I just need to, I need to figure out, uh, I need to figure out getting a CRT. Yeah. The other day, Brooklyn Game Shack got in like a couple of CRTs and I like messaged them on Instagram and was like fully ready to just take an hour train yeah. to get a CRT and then come back and, and carry then, it I on the train. They were, 
they they people bought them up they were Man. good crts too they were like ideal for sitting yeah. on the, the bed people want them they're just so such a yeah. hot commodity you're right in now. a horrible spot for that i i i can get crts any week and uh and just thought like, hate I it yeah, but new york is not the place to try to get an old crt there's that's so much sure. competition there's all these nerds out yeah. here dude yeah. there's the all these smash community man it's the yeah, i blame the smash community above everybody else those freaks will just buy up every tv that exists i tell you yeah. what bunch of twerps if you ask me <laughs> Uh, just so everyone's aware, one game left, but it will be a little bit of time before we get to it. We're, we're making a lot of time to like put in the paces for Starcraft stuff. So there's going to be a couple weeks of like off topic, uh, other episodes. Hunter's going to do Alan Wake. EJ and I are going to do a book podcast. I'm very yep. much looking forward to that one. Uh, we're going to, we, we have an idea for an episode that's called video game essays of the year. We'll see what mm -hmm. that ends up looking like, and then we'll start getting into StarCraft. Uh, Hunter, when is uh, that first? It's it's not this... Oh, no, it's this coming weekend, right? It is this right? Saturday. Yep. So, so this Saturday, um, uh, September 23rd, uh, I'm going to stream myself and some fans of the show, some some members of the uh, Old Gamers Almanac Discord, which if you would like to play with us, you gotta got to join, buddy. Get in that Discord. Yep. Um, we're going to play uh, some StarCraft, uh, custom maps, probably goofy stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do some like real matches with like spectating, but yeah. I kind of doubt it because there's probably going to be a lot of people that want to play. Yeah. Um, I've already got quite a few people uh, signed up for it at, at time of recording, um, but I'm going to do that. It's going to start probably about 11 a.m. Eastern mm -hmm. uh, streaming on the Space Cats Peace Turtles uh, Twitch. Um Expect more of it, too. We're making a big thing out of StarCraft. StarCraft is a really, um, I think, a game that has cast a long shadow yep. on uh, not just my taste in games, but my entire life. Yep. Um, and I am excited about us covering it. Um, we are going to cover it in multiple parts. It's yeah. not going to be just <laughs> one episode. Yeah, We're going we're gonna to really talk about every aspect of uh, the original StarCraft. Yeah. Um. And I'm gonna. I, it's. I don't want to tip my hand too much, so I won't say more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, st covering StarCraft is a really big uh deal to me. So I we're just gonna sit in it yeah. for a while. Yeah. We're gonna do it over a period of weeks. Right. So we we've been approaching game 100, and then there was like the theory that we're going to do a re-ranking. And if people are just trying to figure out like time frames and stuff i mean we're talking about a re-ranking episode in like two months is how like yeah. how much we're milking all the rest of this essentially yeah. so that's yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna really uh luxuriate in sort of the end of this uh quote-unquote season yeah yeah we're gonna be celebrating 100 episodes of the show so much that we're gonna actually it's actually gonna be like 120 episodes exactly. by the time we are actually like and that because you know we do the we do the listing weird here also i just wanted to say the alan wake episode that is not gonna be a we're not gonna rank no. alan wake on the list um i wanted to do a little bit of a public service and uh just kind of try to help remind people what alan wake is like yeah in preparation for alan wake too i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like i'm more than happy to replay alan wake and yeah. i'm like that's great but if this is not for you i'm gonna make i want to make an episode sort of just explaining alan wake and i was looking to try and get a guest yeah but i kind of just pitched it to myself as maybe matt you should be on the episode yeah. and just don't play alan wake right. and you're gonna that, teach that me. is the thing you're gonna I'm give gonna... me everything i need to know about alan wake 
right. before Alan yes. Wake 2. I love it. Yes. I don't have time to play Alan Wake, and I so want to play Alan Wake 2. Nope. And Hunter's going to play, play it. it for me. <laughs> and we, we will we will test my my whole idea here just on you as the guinea Perfect. pig. Um, Sounds but yeah, good. Alan Wake 2, dude, That's that game's going to rule. That game's going to rule, and I bet you... It is going to be my uh, sneaky game of the year. I'm going to be like, this is a this is a year where there's a lot of games that it could be, uh-huh. but for me, it might be Alan Wake too. I just think Remedy is uh, very uniquely positioned mm-hmm. to make a game that ends up being my favorite in a year that is just only good stuff. Yeah, it's just what a wild year. All right. Well, that's it. I, I don't know when. I love the idea too that we've been teasing the idea of whatever next season might be for like a long time. And have said nothing. Yeah. When are we going to tell people what that is? When do we want um, to let people know what we're in on? I, so here's, so, okay. Let me, let me frame. I, I, I just want to tease people every week for yeah, a there while. There we go. Uh, exactly. That's uh, what I was fishing so, for. I, yeah, yeah. I got you so, on the line. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. We're, we are doing this in order to really celebrate 100 episodes of this show. We've yeah. been doing this project for a long time now. Um, and also... In order to hyper focus on one game, StarCraft, but also make it so that we now have time in our schedules to work on the research and development yep. for what the show is going to look like going forward. Right. And I think when you get a vibe for what it is, it will it might frustrate a little because I think the idea that we're toying with is the concept that this show is just interested in being very special mm-hmm. and less interested in being a, a, a an experiment where you just get a little piece of it, bite-sized, yeah. one, one step at a time. There right. are other people, smarter people, better people that are on that path and doing that work yeah. and i like what they're doing and i'm starting to realize that this show is maybe better served doing a wonkier weirder dumber stranger version of yeah. this mission yeah and that the way we've been doing it is not dumb enough right. basically yeah it's not dumb enough but we can't keep up with it enough so yeah the 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 mission statement isn't changing though like we like we just like talking about games and comparing them in really weird ways to each other. But I think the scope of that is what is uh, going to shift the scope and the, the structure. <laughs> yeah. I think that you might, you might feel like, I, I think that as far as the listener goes, what you're going to get from the new version of old gamers almanac is going to be higher quality mm-hmm. and there will be more of it, but you might not get it on the schedule you are used to right like it might be that old gamers almanac is kind of only big time special blowout hangout <laughs> like show yeah with with uh with a, a in-person element that i think is going to make it very special right we've stopped being the tv show and now we're all about the yearly christmas specials <laughs> not not to that same amount but that's the vibe right is it's it stopped being like a weekly show and now it's like all about the specials and the big things i just think too that um if you are i think there's our kind of our dynamic of mm-hmm. me and you yeah uh, that we explore a lot on space cast feast turtles and we explore it here at oga and i think 
you know, if this was about, you know, if the first hundred games was uh, Matt's education, mm -hmm. you know, he's went from being a game baby to being uh, a game adolescent, uh -huh. you know, and now I have to step back, you know, and not <laughs> not parent him so closely. I think that that maybe a new version of the show does not belong solely to myself and Matt. Yeah. I think that is yeah. also a big, important mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, that perhaps um, it's now time for EJ and Son to cash in <laughs> on their uh, their shares uh -huh. in the public company. <laughs> it takes uh, a village and... to raise Matt's gaming habits. <laughs> no, no. I just think that. I, listen, I've at least I've at least given you the best survey I can possibly survive, <laughs> or like like give you. Yeah. You know, like it's like this is what what you do with this now is up to you. Uh -huh. You know. <laughs> And if you want to waste all that education, you're more than welcome to. But I think that for now, you know, we'll we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. You know, you can't you can't hold you can't hold your baby's hand into adulthood. Uh-huh. Well, you have gee. to let go. I know a lot about being a father. <laughs> Old Gamer's Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Yeah.